0: Hi, now we're back in with Anna Badich, another member of the Men Health Caucus. Yes. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, thank you for asking.
0: So where are you visiting from?
1: I'm from Washington, D.C.
0: How was your weather and your trip?
1: Um, it's been very nice while being here. Washington, D.C. is a little bit colder than it is here, so I'm very happy about that.
0: So tell me about your role in the Men's Caucus as a woman.
1: So um, I'm coming into the caucus this year as the current chair. Um, So for the next two years, I'll be in charge of getting the programs together and working with the other caucuses to establish some men's health collaborations. Um, We at Men's Health Network, which is my main organization, I'm the vice president of Men's Health Network, and we're a nonprofit in D.C., we established the Men's Health Caucus at APHA about six or seven years ago. Um, So I've been a part of it since the beginning uh, when I started in 2010 and have done the program planning and then was the chair elect and now I'm coming in as a chair.
0: And how the passion for men's health was born on you? I mean, it's nothing wrong with women taking care of, I mean, addressing men's health, but I would like to know what everybody wants to know.
1: So women play a big role in men's health and trying to get men to go to the doctor. So personally, my dad and my uncles, my cousins, um, you know, kind of stubborn to go to the doctor. So for me, I take advantage of my preventive visits. I go to my annual visit. I do all the things that I need to do, get my screenings. Um, so it's, I feel like it's my duty to make sure that they're healthy because I want them to be around for a long, long time um, To so I can annoy them, <laughs> for one, um, but because I, I love them. And a lot of women that we interact with say the same thing. My husband doesn't want to go to the doctor. What can I do? So for me, it's, it's a personal issue of trying to get the men in my life to be as healthy as I'm trying to lead my life.
0: Well, I guess you're doing a great job by... But- running this uh organization thank you for the work that you guys do uh what about over these 10 years that you've been involved in men's health what is the trend that you're seeing over these 10 years the most positives and and also what is the biggest gap that also that you see still happening between men's health
1: So I do see um, a lot more men who are acknowledging the importance of their health and doing more things. Um, Young men think that working out is going to be enough for them, that I'm young, I'm healthy, if I work out, it'll be fine, I can eat whatever I want. But they get to that certain age where it stops, their metabolism slows down, and it's a lot harder.
0: What age is that?
1: Well, I mean, it depends. It changes for each man. But, you know, as you get older, 30s, 40s, you start seeing that it takes you a, little, a lot longer in the gym to maintain your figure. Um, for women, it's even more of an issue. But for guys, you know, you're, you're seeing that just 15 minutes of weightlifting is not giving you the same results as it used to. So, but men are more, um, they're more aware of their health, they see it in the news, they know how important it is. I think that still a major gap is the fact that with health insurance, a lot of younger men are opting to take the cash back as opposed to getting the health insurance because so that means
0: they're, they're taking the cheaper insurance or, or what you mean?
1: so for some companies you have the option you can either buy insurance or you can have that extra little bit of money in your paycheck so we've seen some people that just say I'm just going to get that and then that's when if it's a smaller organization that doesn't provide health insurance and you're supposed to get it on their own then um, some of the men will opt to just get it in their paycheck as opposed to getting insurance um, because they think that they're healthy and that's the problem. Problem is that we we don't know when something's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to get cancer, or if you're going to get into a car accident, break a leg. Um, so it's always good to have insurance. Um, we want to make sure that men understand how important it is to to have insurance.
0: What about checkups? Because so you're done with high school, and then you you get your challenging checkups, and then what happens?
1: So. That's a big problem because up until 18, you're at the pediatrician and you're under your parents. You are going to the doctor regularly. Once students hit college, then it's up to them to make that decision. So we see that there's less students going to the doctor.
0: Even the universities provide coverage, right?
1: Yes, yes. Young people will typically go to the clinics at the universities for condoms, STDs, STIs, if they're sick, feeling like the flu or a cold, but not to get regular checkups. And so we're losing, you know, men at this age because for women... We get put into the gynecologist's office. We have to do our annual pap smears and cervical exams. That's a given. Men don't have that. Um, we're, toward, we're telling boys and, and young men to do testicular self-exams, but who is teaching them how to do it? Uh, we have those, Men's Health Network has those um, shower cards on one side women's breast self-exam and the other side men's testicular self-exam. But are these young men doing it? And is There's no required test for them to take at that age until they hit 40 or 50 when they have to do their prostate exams. And by then, it's too late. You need to be doing these, these screenings early on.
0: What about individuals who, there are no coverage? Where, what kind of resources can they get to get these checkups?
1: So there are free screenings that go on across the country. Men's Health Network does provide free health screenings. We partner with large organizations um, to bring industry partners, hospital systems to provide free screenings within the communities. But also, if you're at your school, maybe the schools are providing services, community events. You can find them anywhere. Um, There are community clinics that you can go to that are free or little to no cost. So we recommend that people do some research and see what's available in their communities.
0: What would you like to see within your time that you're going to be as a chair? How long are you going to be as a chair?
1: I will be here for two years.
0: Okay. And... um, what would be your ideal uh, accomplishment over those two years?
1: So within the Men's Health Caucus at APHA, I would like to see us increase in membership and then be able to move into be a section. Uh, right now, a caucus is associated with the American Public Health Association but we are not affiliated with it um, those are the sections and the spigs so I would like to see the men's Health caucus elevated up to a section so that people can you know have that option as they're registering for an APHA membership to join the men's Health caucus. We are in no way trying to take anything away from women any of the women's caucus or any women's programs because men's health and women's health are so interconnected and it's more than sexual health and reproductive health. Um, diseases affect us all in different ways and we have to be able to work together because you can't have healthy women's health without a healthy man's health it's family it's a family issue
0: so only people who is member of APHA can be part of the caucus
1: no we have members that are not part of APHA and then in some in some years there are members and in other years they're not paid members it depends when if, let's say, you know, if I'm a member right now, I had a, a poster that I presented this year and I paid my membership. Next year I don't get accepted to present at APHA. I may not pay my membership. So we accept people from outside of APHA as well. We have an outside business uh, a mid-year meeting. We do
0: yeah, So I was events. thinking, for example, if a man's Bible study or something like that, they, they were part of a project. And then... There are no, you know, they don't have, like you said, nothing to present over a year. How a a community partner or a stakeholder can be a part of the caucus?
1: Well, in those cases, we do recommend that we work together via the Men's Health Network. So that's where where my vice presidency is, um, is with the Men's Health Network. And we have affiliation agreements with different companies. We have partnerships with individuals and, you know, and different organizations. So that's where we can help with promoting the different events that they do, provide educational materials and different support.
0: Thank you, and I always see on social media the work that you always promoting and, and the uh, campaigns and all that. So, thank you for all the work that you guys do. Anything else uh, would you like to share about your program? I mean, your agency.
1: Um, you know, our mission is to reach men and their families where they live, work, play, and pray. So, you know, for people to just keep an eye out, follow us on social media because we're always putting out general men's health information. A lot of people think when you when you hear the word men's health, you think of prostate and and um, the below-the-belt issues, but it's not. It's mental health and fatherhood and cardiovascular health. So men's health is a, is, a, is a big topic, and it's just as important because you can't have a healthy family without having both a healthy woman and a healthy man as part of it.
0: Thank you, Anna, and uh, we we'll hope to see you again, and uh, keep the good work.